Hello, and welcome to Two Nerds Podcast, the podcast where two nerds talk about nerdy things. Today, I'm joined with Megan with no H. Hello. And we're going to be talking about Disney during New Year's because we made the conscious decision to go to the parks on the busiest day of the year and the second busiest day of the year that was not Christmas. So, um, yeah, it was really interesting, and we're kind of going to recap it, talk about like how bad the crowds were, how bad, like what we did, what we didn't get to do. And just give you, and there will be tips in here, so that way, if you are bold enough to try and go to Disney on New Year's Eve, brace yourself. Yeah, we're gonna give you all the details because we've been there and experienced it firsthand. So, yeah. Let's all right. Start. So we'll jump in. Um, we had a day before we went to the parks where we just kind of did it's random stuff. Um. And we did, so the first thing we did was the Skyliner, which I had done before. Um, oh, also, I should point out, and I, you know, I have to flex. Um, if you want to see anything I do at Disney, um, there's two sets of vlogs out on the channel right now. There's the part one, part two of the choir vlogs, and then there's part one, part two of our trip that we're going to be talking about here. So if you want to go watch anything we do, we'll probably reference some stuff, but yeah, my yeah. vlogs are up on the channel. They're both up, so you can check those out. And, you know, if you want to go watch those and then come back here, that's fine. Um, and if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever, channel is Nick with no K. You can look it up on YouTube. And if you feel like it, subscribe. That'd be great. Anyway, first thing we did was the Skyliner, which I had done on my last trip with the choir. And this is it's Megan's my- first time doing mm-hmm. the Skyliner. So what yeah. were your thoughts on the Skyliner? Um... Okay, so I am someone who has, I don't have a full-on fear of heights, but it's kind of there inside me. So, uh, but honestly, the heights part, it really didn't get to me. It was actually really fun. Um, the only scary part is takeoff, but I don't think that's really the scariest part. The scariest part is when you're coming down. No, 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 no. That's the best part. When you, when you, at, when it, when it feels like you're going to swing into someone and yeah, you're going to the hit them, part. that's the best part. No, it's the scary part because you feel like you're going to hit someone and you're coming down really fast. Yeah, but, you know, if you hit them, then you get stuck on the Skyliner for three hours and you get free stuff from Disney so you don't see them. Mm. So, it's a win-win. I have to say, during New Year's, the lines for Skyliner was not bad. No. And I think part of that is because the Skyliner is always moving. Mm-hmm. So it's like they're always constantly loading people on. It's not like the buses where you have to stand, wait for a bus, and then the bus can only fit a certain amount of people. Which, mm-hmm. oh, did we have some bus trouble this trip? Yes. And we'll get to that. But um, I think I'm really hoping that as we go along, the Skyliner is added to more places. Like, I think the next place they definitely should add it is Disney Springs. Yeah, because we always try to get to Disney Springs, but we had to go to a resort to catch a bus. Right. So I don't know why they didn't just start there, but I'm not the one with the budget for the Skyliner. I don't know if they ran out of money or if they were like, maybe it's going to be too popular or whatever. But I think the Skyliner definitely needs to be added to Disney Springs at some point in time. So we took a bus from our hotel, which we stayed at Port Orleans French Quarter. um, Right day i have to say yes it was it was a nice resort and we we had like a river view so we could see all of the boats going to and from disney springs which was really cool and um so we took a bus from french quarter and then we went to hollywood studios 
got on the Skyliner, rode the Skyliner to the Riviera, and as soon as we stepped off at the Riviera, the Skyliner stopped. I I got a cool picture opportunity. Just to let you know, if if you like taking Instagram pictures, I didn't post this one on Instagram, but if you ever, if the Skyliner ever stops, just kind of like get at an angle so you can like put up your hand and it looks like you're carrying one of the gondolas. It's pretty cool. You can very easily turn, you could, if you were holding it, you could turn it into the Tower of Terror and just drop it and then it would fall. It's holding on to the, to the, the the cord though. No, I was saying if you were holding it, like if it was resting in your hand Mm. and then you dropped your hand. Anyway, um, we went to the Riviera and I gotta say the Riviera is a really nice resort. Like it is nice. I mean, the extent of our visit there was walking through, oh, like, where they the have those murals. Get pictures by the mosaic walls. Yes, the mosaic there's walls were very cool. There's one, and there's a Neverland one, and I love them both. I took pictures by both of them. Yeah, those were really cool. So we got to see that. And then we saw, like, the outdoor courtyard area. And then we went inside. We walked through, like, the main lobby. We saw... And then we went right back out to the buses and went back to Disney Springs. Did we go to Disney Springs or did we go to Magic Kingdom? I think we went to Magic Kingdom and then got on a monorail from there. Because we went to to the Grand Floridian. I think think before Riviera, we went to Magic Kingdom. No, we did. Because we went to Disney Springs after the Riviera. Mm -hmm. You're right. So hold on, hold on. Everybody, everybody stop... (laughs) Wait a minute. Stop what you're doing right now. Let's re let's reorganize the timeline here. So in between us leaving our hotel and getting to Hollywood Studios, we actually took a bus to Magic Kingdom. And then monorail to the Polynesian. Yep. And I got my brand new rose gold ears. Which were thirty dollars. I had money to spend. She had upwards of three hundred dollars. I had money to spend. I had money to spend. We both had a lot of money to spend. I spent all of it and more, and she came home with some. I don't know what that says about what our abilities are in budgeting, but I think I'm <laughs> going to be a very terrible adult. Um. And we'll get to what I bought because I spent all my money. They they say don't spend all your money in one place. Yeah, no, I spent all my money in one place. I spent it all in one place. I got a lot of stuff, but I spent it all in one place. So, anyway, we went to the Polynesian and we watched the... So, Magic Kingdom was running their New Year's fireworks on the 30th and the 31st. I don't know why. Um, maybe because some people weren't as bold as we are. And didn't want to go into the parks on the 31st. Which is understandable. After being there. That's very understandable. Um, And it was interesting to watch them from the Polynesian. And know that we were going to get to see them in person. The next day. Mm -hmm. Um, And then after we did that. We walked from the Polynesian to the Grand Floridian. And we saw the giant gingerbread house. Okay. I got the s'mores cookie. And it's really good. Recommend getting it. And unfortunately, oh, and there was a little band. There was like a little mini orchestra there playing Beauty and the Beast, and it was awesome. I would have gotten a s'mores cookie, but I'm afflicted with a disease that only the one percent have, where I'm actually allergic to chocolate. So leave your f's in the comments. I know everybody's like, "Oh my god, how do you live?" I am living just fine. 
it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Now, now that we've been to the Grand Floridian, now we're back on a timeline where we took a bus to Hollywood Studios and got on the Skyliner, went to the Riviera, and then from the Riviera, we went to Disney Springs, and then from Disney Springs, we took a boat back to our hotel, and we went to bed. It was a long afternoon. Yes. So then we had um, our morning, our New Year's Eve morning. So basically, um, it was just me, you, and one of our other friends who got up to do our extra magic hours because since we're staying in one of the resorts, we had extra magic hours to use. 7 to 8 a.m., a whole hour before the park opened. We woke up at five something in the morning yeah so we went to bed i'd say what about 11 o'clock 11 12 and then yeah. got up and we're back up i got up at 5 30 and i was out the door by 5 45 so just just keep in mind that we all got about five hours of sleep that that, that night that night yes just keep that in mind remember, remember that we're gonna come back to that later so we took um the bus to magic and we got there a bit early before they opened. Um, Not gonna lie, you know, it was actually really cold. Like, it was. It was very cold. <laughs> Florida is not known for being cold, but it was like 55 when we got mm-hmm. up. And then once the sun came up and it, it warmed up a little bit, and then as soon as the sun went back down, it got really cold again. It was cold. It was chilly. So it day. was really bad. <laughs> so we got there and um, we used... So our... I recommend to use your magic extra magic hours. So the first place we went to, like most of the people, was um, Semidor's Mine Train. Now the line looked long, but it really wasn't a long wait. Like yeah, it no, really- it was about a half hour, forty five minutes. Yeah. It wasn't an yeah, hour. Yeah, about a half hour wait. It was worth it. I have to say, it was my first time going on it, and I loved it. And the nice and- thing was, since that mm-hmm. took about a half hour, we were out of there by seven forty five. Um, and then we had about 15 minutes left of our extra magic hours before the park opened to everyone. But all of those other people who came in at eight when the park opened, they all went to the mine train. So we, instead of like going and getting in line for something big, we did a ton of small stuff. Like when I was there with the choir, I didn't get to do uh, Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger spin because the line was too long. But here we, we literally walked on to it. The line mm-hmm. was so short. We walked on to oh, it. By the way, on. by the way, I got 114,000 points on Space Ranger Spin. We don't need to talk about that. Okay? Absolutely demolished Megan. Like, no, we don't need to talk about She that. got like 5,000 points, and I'm out here 114,000 points. We don't need to talk about Boom. that. Boom. It was perfect. Anyways, anyways, we went on. Um, so we basically, we got on. With our extra magic hours, we did six rides, yep. which is amazing. Like, one ride and, like, two rides in Fantasyland, the rest in Tomorrowland. So we did the Mine Train, Teacups, the We did the Speedway. We did the People Mover. Mm-hmm. And then we did Buzz Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin, and then the Astro Blasters. Do um, <laughs> Astro Orbiter. Astro Orbiter. I'm Gosh, sorry. I had to correct you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. So yeah, the Astro Orbiter. Um, if you are a small child, go on it. If you're a tall person like me, don't go on it. No, 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 Especially no, 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 no. Especially if you're of heights. So, for those who don't know, 
Astro Orbiter at Disneyland sits on the ground, like all of the other spinning rides. Astro Orbiter at Disney World sits on top of the People Mover, which is already elevated about 25 feet off the ground. So then add another 30 feet, and that's how high you are with Astro Orbiter. A- average, average. That's probably not accurate. but And you go up really high, and you spin around, and then the worst part of the ride is when they bring you back down. Because instead of slowing... Okay, I'm sorry that centripetal force decided to throw <laughs> me against your leg, and I couldn't move. Well, it wasn't his fault, but it did, it did hurt a bit. So when you come down, it like keeps spinning at its same speed and doesn't slow down until it like all of them are down, which is kind of dumb, because it slings you into the person next to you, and you like start crushing their leg. Yes. And this ride really doesn't work with two very, like to average height people. Yeah, average height. And I will say, um, uh, God, God of Fear of Heights, I wouldn't recommend doing this one. Mm-mm. If you check the vlog, if you go watch his vlog, if you just watch my face, I mean, don't, you don't have, please don't watch my face the entire time. But if you did, it is just a look of either pure terror or I don't know what I'm doing. Up there here. were there was like two split seconds where you actually enjoyed riding Astro Orbiter, and then they were immediately overshadowed by anything else. Yes. Although you can see Tron, pretty epic, from Astro Orbiter. Anyways, right after that, we had oh, we used our three fast passes. We got super lucky. Used them on Space Mountain, Thunder Mountain, and Haunted Mansion. Wait, 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 wait. What do we use them on? Space Mountain. Ah. ah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Rave, Rave Mountain. Mountain. Rave Mountain. Okay. I love Space Mountain. I I love it just as much as the next guy. Like, that's my favorite ride at Magic Kingdom. But the Christmas overlay where they have strobe lights and disco balls and trap Christmas music playing is my favorite overlay of Space Mountain. And you it's, can see the ride. I love and it even more. I love it even more than Hyperspace Mountain. And... I really want them to make hashtag Rave Mountain permanent. Like, just play the trap Christmas music year-round. Nobody's going to complain about it. Just, please, just leave the strobe lights on at the very least. It was so much fun to ride Mm -hmm. that ride. And I wanted to go on it again. But then the line got to three hours, and I was like, "Mm, Rave Mountain, not worth that. Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say. So even though when we used our fast passes, we hardly waited any time. So like this after, like that whole morning to afternoon, we hardly waited for anything. It was awesome. Now remember but, that because we're going to come back to that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll come back to that. So then, um, so then we decided to take a break. Well, wait, 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 wait. No, okay. I'm, am I two, skipping over something? Two points. One, I am against fast pass plus. I hate it. I hate the fast pass system unless it's a situation like this where the alternative is a three hour line. But when you really think about it, if you got rid of the fast pass and only prioritize the one line, then maybe it wouldn't be a three hour line. I mean, just saying, I think Disney should get rid of the fast pass entirely and maybe switch over to a virtual queue. I don't know because the virtual queue seems to work pretty well for Rise of the Resistance, but I'll get to that. Second point before we took a break, after we did. Um, Space Mountain, Big Thunder Mountain, and Haunted Mansion, which, by the way, we're skipping over, like, your thoughts on these rides, so 
I'm going to come yeah. back to that after yeah. I finish this point. But so we do that and I talk about it in the vlog, but about 1.30, I got a notification on my phone that said Magic Kingdom has reached capacity and is no longer accepting new guests, which was kind of mm-hmm. stressful because the capacity, I Googled it, is about 65,000 to 100,000 people. Yes. And that's a lot of people to think about that you're crammed in with. Um, and I mean, they managed it very well or like as well as they could because mm-hmm. when when it got full, they brought out cast members who had these signs that were like keep to the right. So they were kind of turning the walkways into freeways. So that mm-hmm. way people going one way stay on the right side and people going the other way stay on the left side of you. So that way you're not, like, intermingling with people and pushing through people. Now, there was still a lot of, like, pushing and just people on top of each other because there are a lot of people trying to move in one direction. And when you split the roadway in half, you're squishing all those people together in a lot narrower space than when you have the entire walkway to go either way. I will say, if you do travel with, like, children or... With a Get large the group. leash. Well, I so we co- we did this. It's called the backpack trick, where you basically hold on. If you bring a backpack, or you can do like a shoulder or something, hold on to their shoulder or their backpack. And I, I don't want to say don't let go, but keep stay close, stay very close. Don't lose each other. Um, we found it very helpful. Yeah, because when you do that, if if something starts to like pull you back away from the bag. You'll start, your hand will start pulling on that bag and that'll signal to the person who's holding on or like who's wearing the bag that you're kind of lagging behind. So you need to either slow down or you need to, what I did, I just jerked ahead to pull her ahead. And, you know, Mm -hmm. if you try to get in between us, well, well, that sucks. But, you know, we're all trying to shuffle in the same direction here, buddy. So. And if you have a small child, just hold their hand, carry them. Get the monkey leash. It's a backpack that clips on, and it's got a leash on it. You just wrap that thing around your arm. They're not going anywhere. So, and, and okay, okay, okay. Stop bringing strollers. Strollers just make it so mad. I can't. I, I hate strollers now because there were so many people who, in the shuffle, saw me standing in front of them, and they just decided to keep hitting me with their stroller. Like, hitting me with their stroller was going to make me go any faster than I could. And I don't think they intended to hit you. No, but. no. I don't think they did either. But I think when you hit someone with a stroller, there's this thing called your stroller stops moving or you feel it kick. And that would be your signal to be like, oh, am I hitting something? No, they just kept pushing. And I'm like, it's really frustrating. Just stop hitting me with your stroller. So anyway. So anyway, so we took a break that afternoon. We hopped on the monorail and we went to the Polynesian Resort. Because Nick and a friend Catherine, they wanted to go get Dole Whip. Dole Whip! So, okay, so here is a fact about me that is going to make a lot of people hate me now. So Yeah, let's just get it out of the way. We're only 20 minutes in. I don't like ice cream. I'm sorry. I have had it so many times in my life. I've tried it so many times in my life. And... I just don't like it. I don't like ice cream or popsicles or anything like that's like ice cream. Basically, I don't like. So, but Nick was he insisted like Megan, you need to try Dole Whip, and I'm like, well, yeah, I guess I do need to try Dole Whip. Because... Even if you don't like it, you can just yeah. say you tried it because it's yeah. like, oh, by the way, 
I don't know how well it showed up in the vlog, but we wore shirts. Hers said basic, mine said extra. And my oh. and the A on my extra was Dole Whip. Because I, I am a Dole Whip connoisseur, and I will eat it every day oh, until I die. A Mickey bar or something? Yeah. Which makes yeah. sense, because that's something you would eat, and Dole Whip is something I would eat. Well, it I don't know fits our personality. Okay. Actually, no, you wouldn't, because it has ice cream in the middle. It has ice cream. <laughs> never, never mind. Never mind. I, I, my brain immediately went to chocolate, but... It's fine. I love chocolate. So, yeah, I tried Dole Whip. Um, it really wasn't my favorite thing in the whole world. I'm sorry. I'm so happy for all of the people that love Dole Whip and Dole Whip floats and all that stuff. But I'm, I just personally wasn't a big fan. Which is fair enough. Everybody's entitled to have their own opinion. Don't leave hate comments. Just kiss you. I don't want to hear it. People are entitled to their own opinions. It's okay. Now, she may be wrong in not liking <laughs> Dole Whip. But that is no excuse to hate anyone. Now, before we before we jump any further ahead in the day, Megan, yes. we need to get your opinion. What did you think of the Disney World rides? Because you've been to Disneyland and you've mm-hmm. done things in Disneyland. So we're going to yeah. go ride by ride and just get your opinion on what you thought of the ride. And if it has a Disneyland counterpart, which one do you think is better? Okay. All right. Thoughts on Mind Train. Go. Um, I loved it. Wonderful roller coaster. If you see in the vlog, I was having a blast. Um, I like the little animatronic part. You can see him. I was singing my little heart out. So, yeah. I really like that part. Alright. Mad teacups. Um, I am gonna say Disneyland's is better. I, I like that one better because it's outside. And it, there's just something about the atmosphere. It's really cool. I mean, counterpoint, the- counterpoint to it, it not being outside here is it rains almost every ten minutes in Florida, so that's more of like a design thing. So that way, when it rains, they don't have to shut down the ride. That's all. Continue. Uh, what was next? Uh, Speedway. Speedway. Oh, so, here, here's a little fact. So I I have been to Disney World before, but it was a very very long time ago. When I was back when the, she it's been so long since she's been there. She went back when the Speedway was actually its original full self and didn't get trimmed back twice for Tron. I I have written the Speedway before, but a very long time ago. But I did love the Speedway. Um, To someone who is still learning how to drive and stuff, I mean, you can't turn out on the things. Yeah, no. I wish you could, though. It was fun. It was fun. I enjoyed it. All right. What was after that? Um, People Mover. Ha, ha, ha. Disneyland losers. You don't have a People Mover, so get out. I loved the people movers. I will say, uh, when we went inside Space Mountain. Oh my gosh, um, Rave Mountain from the inside. Rave, Rave Mountain, yes. Beautiful. He was very excited hearing Rave Mountain. I'm a Rave Mountain stan um, now. This is a Rave Mountain stan well, account. So we're going to get into this segment later about things that make you nervous and stuff. So, um, it went dark, and I, I wasn't a huge fan. I mean, I had fun. It was I liked the dark. So basically, like... I enjoyed going inside a space mountain. It was really cool. Like, you can see the lights and stuff. But I'm not a huge fan of being in the dark for long periods of time. So. Oh, yeah. That is something that people over does quite a bit. Yeah. They're just like, ah, let's casually go in the dark. But other than that, it was really fun. I really enjoyed it. It was a nice, chill ride to do. I loved it. And then the next day, it may or may not have caught on fire. So. We don't know. We don't know what happened with that. They haven't given a press release and it's been almost two weeks 
So, or from the time of this recording, it's been almost two weeks. So, I don't know what's going on with that. Um, what do we do for that? Space Ranger spin. Okay, now, Megan, uh, before you honestly, give your thoughts on this, just disregard the fact that I got 114,000 points and completely blew you out of the water. Yeah, I know. Um, okay, but, okay. I mean, I, I don't, it was kind of fun. It really wasn't my favorite. It's so outdated. They really need it to is. either get rid of it or they say, need to update it. I will say, I haven't been on the one at Disneyland, but I will say there is more control when with the gun with the guns and stuff or the blasters um i rode by myself so i dual wheeled dual wheeling and it was great that ride if if you're one of those people who really wants to just grind for points on space ranger spin ride it by yourself so that way you have control of the stick and you can like keep aiming and you get like super close to a target and you just keep nailing it in the middle you get like ten thousand points every time just do that the, the ride itself without the competition and stuff i mean it's cute it's cute. It's a great yeah. way to entertain the kids. Yeah, it's cute. Um, what do we do after that? Rave Mountain. Loved it. So much fun. Yes. I've been on Hyperspace Mountain before. That was the only time I've been on Space Mountain. But Rave Mountain was awesome. You I still loved haven't experienced an original Space Mountain, like with no overlay <laughs> at all. Uh, <laughs> as much as I stand Rave Mountain... You really need to ride the original, like the OG. I, I haven't been there when it's Space on. Mountain. It's so weird. Which is funny. I was there two weeks before, literally two weeks to the day before we rode it. And it was not Rave Mountain. And it was really annoying because I wanted to ride it. but And then I did get to ride it. Um, I went to Disneyland. I didn't get to ride Space Mountain. So All right. So these are the big two. The other big two we ride, the other big two we rode that day. All right, East Coast Thunder Mountain. Um, honestly, oh, oh, yes, I remember my point. I remember my point. So, um, they're both really fun. I will say the one at Disneyland though has when you're inside that tunnel and you're going up this hill. Um, it's dark. It's not the first one. It's like the second, the third one. one? Yeah, the third one. So in the third one, there's like in the one at Disneyland, there's like smoke. And it's like, you feel like, like an explosion's gonna happen, then you, like, finally escape. For the Disney World one, it's kind of a little anticlimactic. You kind of just see, like, somewhere, like, a, a rail that could, like, where something could come to you, but nothing did. So it's kind of anticlimactic. But, so that's my only reason why Disneyland was better. But other than that, I had an amazing time on that ride. So much fun. All right. Now, the moment everyone's been waiting for. East Coast Haunted Mansion is it better well, than West also, Coast? There's also um, Small World. Eh. But I will say, if I can claim my point, Disneyland Small World will always be my favorite because Disney characters, the facility, it's so big and beautiful, and Disney characters, I already said that, so Disneyland will always be my favorite. Okay, Haunted Mansion. Um, I will be honest, I didn't really catch a difference. <laughs> okay. Well, the main difference I noticed since I've ridden them both is the East Coast Haunted Mansion is a lot longer, or it feels a lot longer. I think, I think it was a lot longer. Than West Coast. West Coast, whenever we rode it, it was like you were in, you saw like two scenes, then you got to Madame Leota, then you saw the ballroom scene, and then you were done. And like the graveyard was really short. And I get it, and I get it because they have a lot less space over there to build like bigger stuff. And in Florida, they have a lot more room or they had a lot more room when they were building it to do a lot bigger stuff. Um, 
Also, the stretching room in Florida doesn't go down. It The roof goes up. So you're not really like in Disneyland, you're in an elevator that takes you down and you get out on another floor. Yeah. So I will say the one thing Haunted Mansion on both coasts really needs to work on is getting out of the stretching room. You yeah. have a stretching room full of people and then someone in the design team thought, okay, guys, how do we get all these people into a single file line and we get them on these doom buggies? And then someone, like the the un, the unpaid, understaffed intern, is just like, how about we bottleneck all the people and just kind of force them to make a single file line? And then if they don't figure it out, if they get separated from their people, well, that sucks. But, you know, it, it's going to work. And then the manager was like, hey, man, that's a great idea. Let's do that on both coasts. And it's so <laughs> annoying. Because you have this huge amount of people, and they're all squishing together, and everybody's like, oh, well, part of my party's up there, and and I'm like, well, my party's over there, and, like, you have to weave through people to stick with your party, and it's just really annoying, and I think they need to find a better way to handle that, and I don't know if that's to put in, like, more ropes, so that way you have more (laughs) ropes to figure out the line, but they need need to do something to fix that, because it's stressful, and it's annoying, and I hate it. Yeah. That's yeah, the only that's thing I don't like about the Haunted Mansion. That's a great point. That's a great point. So, after all of... So, yeah. Wonderful rides. Loved them. So then... Uh... We were just sitting, chilling, enjoying our dough yeah. up at the Polynesian. And then a cast member walks up to us and says, Hey, aren't any of you over the age of 18? And our friend Catherine is like, Oh, well, yes, yeah, I am over the age of 18. He was like, Cool. You want to attend a Disney Vacation Club timeshare meeting? And we were all kind of like, eh, we've got better things to but do. But then he, 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 yeah, he told us something. But then he was like, now, now, you sit through this meeting. You don't even have to buy anything. But you sit through this meeting, and we'll give you three free fast passes. And we're all like, oh, okay, okay, that's what? one fast pass for each of us. Um, we can use them for the next day. Yeah, we're we like, can use oh, those absolutely. to do Tower of Terror or Rock and Roller Coaster or whatever. So we're like, sure, let's do that. So we get all signed up. Catherine, since she's the only one over 18 goes and does the DVC meeting, and Megan and I just sit, chill, enjoy some Dole Whip, walk around a little bit. And mm-hmm. when we're done, I was like, hey, Catherine, are we good? Like, are the fast passes on there? And she said, oh, we'll just check the app. So I checked the app. Now, we all thought, oh, that's just one fast pass for each of us. No, no, yeah. no, 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 no. That was three fast passes for each of us. Now, and- it gets better. Yeah. Because it gets even better. since, so what they wanted me to do was put in my information, or my mom's information, because it's her account, but we put in the information for our My Disney Experience account, which was linked to not only uh, my family's party of five, but Megan's party of four, which is nine total. Since we're all in the same party, all nine of us got three more fast passes. So for sitting through a 30-minute timeshare meeting where we didn't buy anything, we got yeah. 27 free fast passes to be used whenever, wherever. And that, guys... Listen, if you need more fast passes, just go sit through a DVC meeting. Like it's it's not. I mean, you're gonna. I I I heard it was. I mean, I don't know how entertaining it is, but honestly, I think it's worth it. You might be inclined to spend fifty six thousand dollars on a timeshare that lasts for fifty years, but you get three free fast passes. So like, and I will say, if you if you can't go to the parks. An alternative option was you can get a fifty dollar Disney gift card. Yeah. So if you don't wanna if you don't want the fast pass or you're not going to the parks, you can so get we don't free know money. How, 
yeah, we don't know how often this is or when it pops up and stuff. Um, I'm sure if you see a DVC booth, you can ask them and stuff. I don't want. There's a don't, there, there's don't, a DVC don't booth. Information. This was our experience. There's a DVC booth every ten feet at Disney because they want you to buy that timeshare, especially at Disney Springs. So if you ever want to find out more information about that, go to the DVC thing. Don't take our word for it because that might not happen for you, but it happened for us, and that was really cool. Yeah. So after yeah, our. After our half hour long meeting that only one of us sat through, we went back to our hotel and on our way back, we had to stop at like the, what was it? The guest relations. Cause they were like, Oh yeah. Uh, park and park reentry is only going to be limited to the contemporary resort after eight o'clock. And we were like, hold on a second. Uh-oh. If that's true, we need to be back a little earlier than eight o'clock. Um, it wasn't, it was just like a fluke on a sign or something. So we went back to our hotel <laughs> At the information booth was so nice. Yeah. She was so nice. Those are the people you need. Like, for security, you need people who are morning people and who aren't going to bark at you because everybody doesn't want to – nobody wants to be up. I think we had warning people for our security people. Yeah. And I think they do a good job. They do a good job of hiring people who are morning people. Mm -hmm. And that's really good because when everybody – nobody wants to be up at this early in the morning. Oh, yeah. So it's fine. But I do think, yeah, you need to have morning people, you need to have nice people, because everybody's choppy, everybody's snappy, it's the holidays, that's just how it is. So, we went after yeah. that, we went back to our hotel, rested, ate, and then we were back at the park, what, 8, 8.15? Um, it was a little before 8, I think. Yeah. But, so, so, then... When we got there, um, a castle show was happening, and Main Street was completely crowded. Um, oh, yeah. Shoulder-to-shoulder people... Yeah, but we decided to go to Pirates of the Caribbean, and I will say that is the longest line we waited all day. Because it, it felt it so long. Well, okay, we could have used our Fast Passes, but we wanted to save them for our next day at Hollywood Studios, so we just decided to wait. Said it was an hour, and we probably did wait an hour, but we were all so tired and sore and stuff. The, the, the line was horrible to wait in. Also, the queue for Pirates is so boring it's so mundane and there's nothing to do because it's like you're walking through a fort which makes sense that it wouldn't have anything to do but it just felt like it was so long and Mm -hmm. you're just drudging on until you see the boat and you're like oh finally we made it so it it felt like a two-hour line but it was probably like a 45 minutes to an hour yeah it was it was very painful to wait on so then, yeah. after we did that, um, we avoided the Frontierland party. Oh, Frontierland was having a rave, y'all. So, and also, just to let you know, um, in the majority of the stories that we're telling, it was just me, Nick, and our friend Catherine um, doing everything. It was just the three of us. The rest of our families kind of did other stuff. So our families were actually at the Frontierland party. Yeah, they stayed there for like a solid two and a half hours. Oh my gosh, I don't know how they did that. And they watched but, the New Year's fireworks from there, too. Yeah. So, I don't know just, whose idea that was, but... I don't know. But, I I, I mean, I mean, we'll, we'll get to that. So, we, we avoided that because I didn't want to be overwhelmed by the crowds and stuff. So, we went to Main Street. I did some shopping and stuff. We all did some shopping. And then we went to Main Street to get spots for the fireworks. We were able to find the smallest space for the three of us and nothing else. So our families couldn't join us. Yeah. And and we found that spot at 10, 15. Mm -hmm. So a good hour and hour and a half before anything started for the new Mm -hmm. year celebration. Like we were there 
early and there was nothing. It was wall to wall or not wall to wall, but like shoulder to shoulder people. Oh, really quick. I'm sorry. Um, if we can go back before we went shopping, we were trying to make our way back to the main street. But since it was so crowded, they actually opened some of that. Oh, yeah, that's right. We got to go back yeah. behind. Um, So we went behind like the side that Casey's corner is on and we went mm-hmm. straight back and then we dipped out. Mm hmm. It was so cool because we got to see some of the main street vehicles and stuff. They kind of cone things off so we can't go, like, you know, further back and stuff. But it was really cool to yeah. see all that. We, I, I was going to vlog it, but I didn't want to have someone, like, run up to me and smack my phone on my hand and be like, no recording back here. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So I didn't film anything. Um, but it was so cool. Yeah. Which makes so, yeah. that three times I've been backstage in the month of December. Because wow. when we did our performance uh, for the candlelight, we got to go backstage at Epcot, which was really cool. Um, so, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. We waited a long time. They kept playing, they kept playing like, the worst songs from the decade. Like, mm-hmm. it was, like, supposed to be a best of the 2010s, and it was just they not. Baby Shark. They played, oh, no. They played Baby Shark, <laughs> which was what made it the worst of the 2010s. But it was like all these really catchy songs, and it felt like they didn't have the rights to play all of the good songs from the 2010s. Yeah, maybe. So it was pretty cringy. And then there was a DJ. The Uh, DJ, he was bringing his all. He was bringing his all. And that's great. Bless the guy. He just got really, he just got stuck with like a really bad set of music. Mm -hmm. And I can't help that. And I'm sorry. And I will so. say, when we got our spots for the thing, for the parade, or not the parade, sorry, um, the fireworks, so we were on the edge, but we very slowly morphed our way to the middle. Oh, yeah. They had cast members who kept coming in, and they're like, move to your right, move to your yeah. left, move forward. Like, they were squishing us together, trying to make use of people, every single inch. Yeah. And some people kept leaving and stuff. So we, we actually had... Really great spots to see the fireworks. I will say. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that part. I have very um, strong opinions about what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so, before the fireworks even started, they played this cute little project- projection show. It was super cute. It was like Miss Potts telling Chip all of the, like some of these Disney stories. We were singing along to Disney songs. It snowed. There was some pyro going on. The snow was was more frustrating than it was cool because it kept getting on my glasses. And I didn't have my cloth to clean the glasses. And I was just like, huh. Now my glasses are wet and they're dirty. And this is just beyond frustrating. Yeah, we waited. um, Yeah, we waited. I don't know if we were supposed to sit on the ground, but we did sit on the ground. (laughs) you You know, when you've been walking around all day, I'm just gonna, I'm not a huge proponent of sitting on the ground. Because I'm yeah. I'm not a germaphobe, but I'm like, it's the ground. People have stepped there. And we don't know where those people's shoes have been. But, like, oh. I had been standing all day. And I was like, nah, I'm sitting down on the ground. So. I trust Disney ground, I think, because they clean it so much. Yeah. And, like, the, the, the scariest part about sitting down is when you sit down and you look up, the only thing you see is bodies around you. Oh, so many people. So, if there were to be, like, some kind of reason for people to start running, we would have died. <laughs> Yeah, we actually went to die. And, you know, that's okay. Because, well, actually, no. Because I wanted to live to see the 2020s. But the yeah. roaring 20s, guy, guys. 
So I will say the fireworks were beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I haven't seen the Disney fireworks in years. Like absolutely years. <laughs> that wasn't that was not a sentence. I haven't seen the fireworks in years. So they were beautiful. Like there were fireworks in front of us and behind us. Yeah, they did. They were everywhere. It was so cool. They kept and coming then, over the speaker and saying like, oh yeah, we're going to have 360 fireworks. And I was like, uh-huh, yeah, you're just going to put like fireworks to one no, side and to the other side. No, it was actually like all around us and it was really cool because I didn't know where to look. Yeah, you don't know where to look. So yeah, it was it was so beautiful. So then the actual like countdown to the new year, first of all, it was accurate. And the numbers, like, the fireworks were the numbers, like, 10, and then you see a 9, and an 8. Super cool. Which is crazy that they can time that with fireworks. That was so beautiful. And then the the New Year's fireworks, like, the big thing, that was, like, full-blown 360, and it was beautiful. It was so bright. I loved it so much. It made me so happy. Now... This is the one pet peeve that we had. And this is a tip for all. I will never forgive anyone in the history of ever for what happened because. (laughs) You can probably see this in the vlog. So basically what happened and I recorded this too. So we, so, you know, we're recording the fireworks and stuff. And then all of a sudden this guy Puts up his lightsaber, full blown in the air, He's and like, starts swinging it, it around, swinging it around and stuff. Okay, okay. So, Le- well, well, okay, okay, okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I have okay. to jump to this person's defense. It's okay to swing your lightsaber around in the air. It was just mm-hmm. frustrating for us because it was right in front of our camera. Mm-hmm. So if you're gonna do that, do it like make sure you're standing off to the side and not in the center of Main Street because mm-hmm. they're. I could look to my left and look to my right and count at least a hundred phones that were in the air to record that. Yeah. So if you want to do that during normal fireworks, sure. But if you're going to do it during New Year's, make sure you're off to the side and not in the middle of Main Street because there are people who. Because, like us, there are people who are only going to be there on New Year's once in their lifetime. So you kind of ruined it for people, but mm, I rest my case. Yeah, so that was a slight annoyance. Now, when we did stop recording, we did kind of look past it and yeah. watch the fireworks. It, but... it was it was only a thing because we were recording. If you're not yeah. recording and you're just watching, it wasn't an issue. Yeah, you can kind of look past it and stuff, but it was it was a slight issue. Now, here comes big as brain, soon, big tip. As, as soon as the fireworks ended, we were right by a store, Casey Jr.'s. We bolted yes, into, that, that, <laughs> into that restaurant that, to avoid the crowds coming That us. is the best advice we can give you. Like, mm-hmm. if you're standing on Main Street, just go in a store. Just don't even try to turn around and leave and fight those people unless you want to leave, like, 10 minutes before the fireworks starts or before they end. That would be my advice to you is you have okay. you have two options for getting out of the park. One you leave 20, 10 to 20 minutes before everyone else does or when, like before the fireworks are over. Mm-hmm. Or you duck into a store and you wait 20 minutes, half hour, and let that initial rush of people get out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Because no. we left the park, like we walked out of the store at 12.15 and we did not make it to the bus stop until 1 o'clock. It took us 45 minutes to get from well, Casey's Corner. 
1245, I want to say. Yeah, mm, it 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 took a while. It did take a while. To get from and the problem is what they did when they opened the back area is I know that allows for a lot of overflow, but you also run into an issue of all of those people have to get back into the main flow of people. Mm-hmm. So when you when you have like this huge crowds of people building up in the back lot, then you have to force all of those people back in with the people who are on Main Street, which led to a huge traffic jam. And I, I don't think this will be a problem in 2020. I don't think that that'll be a problem this New Year's mm-hmm. because all of that construction in the main area of the like of the entrance will be gone and that gives a lot more space but the problem is they have construction basically up to like 10 or 20 feet in front of the ticket gate so when as soon as you step out the gate you are yelled at by a cast member if you're going to the monorails go this way boats are this way buses are that way and it's like it's just really chaotic because you have people who don't know where they're going and people who do know where they're going and it's like people are just crossing and then they're cutting in front of you and there's strollers because they hate strollers and it was just like it was really chaotic but once you get past like for us it was once we got past the security checkpoint and we were it on our way fun. to the bus, it lessened up a lot more. Mm-hmm. Very open. So it was just really chaotic to get to the bus. Now, mm-hmm. when we waiting got the to the <laughs> waiting for the bus was a story in and of itself because, okay, so three teenagers just sitting on the ground and we all start we're talking beignets. about beignets. We were but we're all beignets. sleep deprived. So we're saying it beignets. In like this really weird voice, and I'm dying. I'm, and I'm all the, dying. the only thing that people behind us in line here is, man, when we get back to the hotel, I really want to get some beignets, beignets, beignets. And like the people behind us, I swear they thought we were insane or something, and which you, rightfully you see, so. Like, this blonde girl, like yeah, she's just dying. She's just laughing. Someone she's else just... just dying laughing because I'm just so tired. Yeah, we were all really sleep deprived. It took a lot to not fall asleep in that moment, and it took a lot to not fall asleep on the bus. I oh, don't yeah. like falling asleep on the bus because I'm worried I will miss my stop. Yes. <laughs> so, anyway, we waited about, I don't know, 45 minutes for a bus? Because yeah. we because one yeah. went by us, and then... We had yeah, we had to wait. One came, we had to wait through that one, and then another one came... And we were, like, the first people on that bus. Yeah. So. And my, my poor family. They were so close to They were, like, the, the, the f- we were going on. They were going to be the first people on the, on the next bus. It yeah. was really sad to, like, they pull away in a bus it. and just watch them sit there. And I was like, oh, that sucks. Oh, no. My Bye. So, so we got back to our hotel about 2, 2.30. Me. Yeah, probably. I think we got back to the hotel about 2.15 and we were in our rooms by 2.30. So. And we crashed. Yep, we crashed. Now, remember when I told you guys that we only got five hours of sleep the night before? Uh-huh. Well, well, well. We only got, at minimum, two hours of sleep. I, I probably got at least three. That probably. night. <laughs> oh, wait, no, you're right. Well, you're right. We did get three. earlier. Yeah, okay. Okay, listen. We had, you know why we had to get up earlier? Because we wanted to ride Rise of the Resistance, which, let me just say, we're going to get to reactions on Rise of the Resistance, but Uh, it was totally worth it to wake up early. If you want to ride it, get up early and go ride it. It was so amazing, but we'll get to that. 
So Hollywood Studios opened at seven, and we left our hotel. We were so we so the first day when we went to Magic Kingdom, we met outside of our hotel rooms at six, and we were on the bus by six fifteen. When mm-hmm. we went to Hollywood Studios, we met outside our rooms by 5.45, so that way we were at the bus stop by 6 or before, so that way, whenever the bus got there, we were first ones on the bus, and we got to Hollywood Studios, went through the security check-in, got in the park, and honestly... out of a store. Yeah. Okay. George. Here's my, here's my tip to anyone who wants to ride Rise of the Resistance. If you... So, French Quarter is about a 10-minute bus ride from Hollywood Studios. And I know the crowds were super bad because it was New Year's Day. And it probably won't be this bad literally any other day of the year. But the issue was we got into the park at 6.50. So, we had... We barely made it before park opened and they started issuing out the virtual queue. There were probably people in line behind us who didn't get a virtual queue. So... If you really want that virtual queue, after you go through the security checkpoint, they put you in lines, but then those lines get shuffled together so that you can fit through the ticket booth and then you get spread out again. If you really want to get in and you are crunching those time and you're crunching that time, you need to be very assertive about your place in line and not let people get in front of you because if you let someone get in front of you, that could be the difference between you getting a boarding pass and you not getting a boarding pass. So Mm -hmm. you need to be very assertive about your place in line. Don't let people cut in front of you because your lines are merging together. No, you keep your place. There were people that were like, I I need to get my son, like Nemo or whatever. Yeah, and (laughs) I don't know the legibility of those people. But, you know, I'm not going to stop them because if that were me and someone stopped me, well, I wouldn't want to be that person. So anyway, we got through. We got our virtual queue. And after that, we got... We got boarding group 38, which you saw in the vlog. Which is um, actually really Yeah, that was I was shocked that we got a number that early. But it was like we're all we're all sitting on the ground in this store and it was 6:59 and I kept refreshing the thing and then when it hit 7, I closed my app. I was so worried because I had heard someone say that the app was crashing a lot because of the overflow of people trying to get boarding passes. So I was worried if I closed the app, I wasn't going to be able to get back into it. Mm-hmm. So I closed my app and I reopened it and it said join boarding group. I joined the boarding group, added all three of us and we got in and there were like, there were hugs, there was cheering, there were high fives. Yeah. Like, yeah, our f- waking up at five o'clock in the morning was worth it. And it like, was so sweet because like there were other families doing that too. They're all like, yeah, yeah. We did it. And then people were like, oh, what boarding group did you get? And I was like 38 and they were like, oh, we got 75. And I was like, ha, loser. I didn't actually say that, but we were all yeah. thinking it. One thing, just a little slight note. So, you know, we all got there and stuff, but as you know, we all got three hours of sleep. Yeah. Now, I arrived at the park, and first of all, I was freezing cold. Yeah, it was it I was cold again that so morning. I was shivering like crazy. Um, and we'll get to some of the stuff later, but my, 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 I was feeling a little bit queasy. <laughs> like, my stomach wasn't really agreeing with me. Like, and then I had a pretzel. And I don't know if that probably was a good idea, but I just was not feeling the best. Now, and then, of course, since I'm so smart, we decided to go on Tower of Pain. Yeah, yeah. Advice <laughs> advice to anyone. If you have a friend who's feeling queasy and just ate, do not take them on Tower of Terror. That's a terrible yeah, idea. Just... I don't know why I thought that was a good idea, but all well, I no... saw was, oh, Tower of Terror, half hour wait. Let's go, guys. I actually didn't tell them that I was feeling sick until 
we were either halfway in the line or right before we were about to get on or right after we got off. Yeah. Which, don't do that. I did feel better throughout the day, so it's not bad. But I will say, like, I was not feeling the best. So then, well, then after that, we went on Rock and Roller Coaster. Which wasn't any better. Well, you know how people scream on roller coasters? Yeah, I was doing breathing exercises. I was just going... (gasps) (gasps) Meanwhile, I'm just out here screaming my lungs out, jamming to Aerosmith. Because I've I've ridden Rock and Roller Coaster like 6,000 times, so... I'm just like, yeah. As soon as we were done, we were like, yeah. I was like, okay, guys, let's just wait until we let's do just our not do anything else. We're gonna leave, and then we're gonna take a break. And they're like, okay, we can do that. So now, um, by that point, they were up to boarding group thirty. So we yeah, decided so- to just go hang around in Galaxy's Edge, which we did. We had quite we a few interactions with stormtroopers, which was great. Um, and yes, I did spend all of my money in one place. Uh, mm. They say don't spend all your money in one place, but I did. So let me break down what I bought. I had $300, $350, $350-ish. Um, so I bought a so I bought a Sith tunic, and I bought the belt that goes with it, which was about 140 And then I bought... So, Megan's Christmas present from me was I bought her one of the porgs from the creature stall. Yes. So, that was 50 And then it. I bought one of the tiny little shoulder porgs. And I love him so much. He I, comes, got, I got a shoulder pork, too. He goes I'll, everywhere I'll with free. me. I even I'll took him to school that. this week. And I love him. Um, shoulder porgs. Mine is Poppy. Mine is Perry the Porgopus. Yeah. And then Catherine's was Paul. Yes. So, we're all porg parents. Yep. And, of course, we had to keep the alliteration with P. So... Yeah. Perry the Porgopus, like, yeah, that kind of thing. Um, so I bought all of that, and then I went into Doc Ondar's, and I, so on my last trip, which you saw in the vlog, again, from the last trip, I built my custom saber, and I bought a white and red blade when I was there last time. This trip, I bought the green, purple, and yellow crystals. I got them the purple. Yes. So, I didn't pay for the purple one, but I still got the purple one. Yes, yes. That was his Christmas present for me. So I have all of the Kyber crystals now. And I think next time I go, I'm going to get a Holocron because it's like one of the only things I want that I don't have yet. Um, So I bought the crystals. I bought another blade for my lightsaber because my custom Savi's blade was kind of, it was a little wonky with some of the colors. Um, So I bought another blade and then I bought the better lightsaber sheath and then I was out of money, but I continued to spend money after that and I bought stuff when I got home, but that's a, that's a, I bought a bunch of stuff when I got home, but that's fine. So Mm. I spent all of my money in Galaxy's Edge and I gotta say the Sith tunic, worth it. I wear it quite a bit. The lightsaber sheath, I feel a lot more comfortable taking my lightsaber out places now with the bigger, with the, what is it called? It's not plastic. It's like. I know what the word is, but it's like, it's a better quality sheath, and I feel a lot more comfortable taking my saber out in public, and of course, now I have all the different colors, so it allows to do a lot of fun stuff with it, so I will say I spent all my money in one place, and it was worth it. Now, after all of that, it was finally time to ride Star Wars Rise of the Resistance. It was so much fun. It was so cool. I... Okay, I know if you're listening to this, you've you've heard a thousand people talk about Rise of the Resistance. You've heard a thousand different opinions. You've heard everybody loves it. It was so amazing. Can we just talk about the cast members? Really okay, quick? yeah, 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 
Yeah, yeah, we have okay. to. Okay, so when you spoiler alert, if these are some spoilers, so when you get oh yeah yeah yeah, hold on hold on. Spoiler alert for Rise of the Resistance, because I know by the time this podcast goes out, it might not be open at Disneyland yet. It's opening at Disneyland. We're recording this on January 12th, so it opens in five days. So we might not. It might be out before then, but probably not. So if you haven't been on Rise of the Resistance, you don't want to get spoiled, skip to the timestamp that I put on the screen now. Um, If you want to... Just skip ahead maybe like 10 minutes if you're listening to it on Spotify. Do that. You'll figure it out. Anyway, spoilers. Here we go. So, even before you get like on the ship and stuff, um, I was wearing Poppy, my short, my little shoulder cord. And one of the cast members, she was being in character. She looked at my porg and she turned to me and she went, hey, your porg isn't going to be eating any of, my, any of my wires, right? And I went, oh, no, 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 ma'am. She won't be eating. She went, all right. Thank you. So that was really cool. And then, like, when we got off, we got on the Star Destroyer base. Um, did I say base? I'm so sorry. We got off of the Star Destroyer. And then we got into, like, the queue and stuff. And, well, do you want to do what he, what he did to you first? Okay. So, when, okay, so you're talking about after we, like, saw all the stormtroopers in the hangar, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. that... I've seen it in videos, and the videos did not do it justice. I It was so cool oh, so, to see, so like, cool. all the different stormtroopers, and there was a TIE fighter on the wall. And you don't even realize that it's a screen that's, like, the giant opening that lets you see out into space. Because you, your, your mind knows that you're in just, like, this giant show building. But there's another part of your mind that's like, no, I'm on a Star Destroyer. Like, I'm in space. There's no way I'm getting out of here without a ship. So... It was, it's like this weird immersion, but you don't want to accept that it's immersion, but you do. So after that, we got in, so we went into where the next room where they put you in your lines and they're about to detain you. So I was standing there and I was pulling out my phone to vlog and this guy walks up to me and I forgot exactly what he said, but he said something snappy. So I lean, so you're standing in like a single file line and you're facing ahead And I kind of leaned in front of the rest of people and I aimed my camera right at him. And I said, this guy's a little snappy. He's kind of annoying. And as I did that, he heard me. He turned around and walked right towards me and just gave me like this scowl. And he was like, collecting information is useless at this time. You will not be getting it off this ship. And I looked at him and I said, that's what you think. And he just kind of walked away. So then after that, we get put in... We get put on our colors. Yes. And oh, this, is the best this guy was so much better. And oh my gosh, so much better. He was so much fun. I I would love to be a to be a first order person just working so, on this ride yeah. because it's so it has to be so much fun. So I was wearing Poppy once again, and you know I wanted to take her off before you know I got her on on the ride. And before stuff, we you know. break out. Yeah, we didn't do that. That that part that part was interesting too. So I, I would go to take her off, and I go open my backpack and put her in. And then the guy, the what, what, like the officer, is he an officer? Yeah. Yeah. So he was like, he said something about, like, there's no point in putting your porg away. I've already seen it. And I'm like, oh. So, yeah, he explained, like, seeing the colors and stuff and all that. And I went to turn to talk to Nick and Catherine. And so <laughs> you might be able to see in the vlog, I don't know, but on my backpack, I clipped on my hydroflask. 
and on my head stop and i and there's a sticker with my name on it megan and i guess he must have seen it because what do you remember what he said you know exactly right he so she we're all standing there talking and he walks up behind her and i see him behind her and i thought he was just gonna stand there and he says, if there's anybody you should be talking to, it should be me, Megan, which it scared the crap out of all of us because yeah. we were immediately like, how does he know our name? How did he know that? Name? We didn't even think about like the sticker on the hydro flask. We, it was just like this shock thing. And he and he tur- and Megan turns around and he's like, where is the rebel base? And she's like, oh, I don't, like, I don't know. Uh, uh, and just so you know, I had no idea. I was not paying attention in that meeting. So I actually had no idea. Where Next time I go on it, I'm giving them false information. So I'm like, I have I don't to. Know, he's like, oh no, sir. He's like, t- he's like, hmm, we'll see about that. When you get interrogated, where's the base? And I go, I don't know. And then, and then okay, like, this is hilarious. He's like, let's try. With, let's start with something a little easier to remember. What co- what color are you standing on? Megan looks down, red, and he says, great. Let's try to do it next time without you having to look at your feet first. And I was like, whoa, away. whoa, a little well, snappy there, buddy. And then, and then when he's walking away, he said, "And if your bird or pork causes any damage to the to the ship, I will personally blame you and your friend, which was Catherine, who also had her pork on, nah. um, for for doing it and all this stuff." And I, and I was like, oh "My gosh!" I I, I was thoroughly disappointed that they didn't point out my lightsaber at all. Because, so, you can see it in the vlog, but I had the box for the blade sticking out of my bag like an antenna. I had the sheath on, and I had the hilt clipped to my belt. And I was kind of upset that they didn't point out that it was, like, scrap metal or whatever. So, next time I go on there, I'm taking a blade, I'm taking the saber, and I'm turning it on the whole time I'm on the Star Destroyer. They will know that I have a lightsaber, and they will comment on it. And if they try to touch me, I may or may not hit them with it. No, you will not. I'll just swing it in their direction and be like, you don't want to come over here because I have a lightsaber. So, yeah. So, we get inside the detaining room and, you know, they do the whole show scene and stuff. But then, you know, usually, like, three seconds after that, they break you out. Yeah. No, it, it, it they, we sat there for, like, a good minute, minute and a half. It was scary. I was it ju- was really scary. I think that added to the mood, though. I think they should do that. They should randomize how, how, how long it is between each one because oh, we yeah. sat there for a while and I was like, what happens if the ride breaks down and we're stuck here? Like It was really scary. Would it break the immersion for them to take us back out of the cell? Because they don't have anything recorded for Kylo Ren to come back. Because he's already gone. So mm-hmm. we're either getting broken out or we're getting evacuated. There's two ways this could go. And then eventually they started uh, cutting through the wall and it opened up. I was right up. by the door and it scared me half to death. So. I didn't know which side it came in on because every video I watched, it was on a different side and they were from a different uh-huh. angle. So I didn't know which side. I was like, mm, where is it? Also, I want to say that all the cast members in Rise of the Resistance and Galaxy's Edge in general, they're all in character. So I decided that I should get in character. And my original character idea was to be a First Order sympathizer who accidentally got caught up with the Resistance. I'm saving that one for next time. This time, I was the guy who was like, every time they said something like, oh, you're not getting off, I was like, that's what you think. And then I would turn around and whisper to Megan and be like, yeah, I got an escape plan figured out. We're getting out of here. So anyway, then we got broken out by the Resistance. Yes. And then it was really fun to ride on it. 
because the, like the people in our car weren't super into it, but the three of us were really into it. Oh, so like so there were stormtroopers, and I put my hand up, and I was like, whoa, 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 I am allowed here. It's fine. And then they kept shooting at us, and I was like, oh, don't do that. So you, if you want to see everything on Rise of the Resistance, it's all in the vlog. All of our mm-hmm. reactions are there, everything. My favorite part is when you go into the escape pod and you drop, like, Tower oh. of Terror. Oh, I love it so much. And then you go into a simulator, and it's really cool. And then you get off. When we got off, I could not stop smiling. Like, I was just yeah. beyond excited with how amazing the ride was. Mm-hmm. And honestly, I I think it is the definitive best ride at Walt Disney World. And it has set the bar a lot higher for future rides so yeah i don't know how they're ever gonna top that but we'll figure it out it was amazing so then after that uh we rode uh, we went we went back to the hotel so i could rest because i was feeling a bit better but i needed to rest so you know i went back and this is where i'm going to talk about the importance of taking breaks throughout the day especially if you're waking up so early if you have access to get back inside the park, take a break. Like, especially during the afternoon, take a nap, take a shower. That's what I did. Eat some food, relax, put your feet up. It was really relieving. Um, so, yeah. So, like, and I remember when we were, like, watching tips and videos, they were like, oh, take breaks today. And we're like, nah, we're not going to take a break. We're going to tough it out through the whole day. Mm-hmm. But it's actually really hard to tough it out through the whole day. So, we needed those breaks. So, I think it's very clever, you know, like, we went to the Polynesian, we went back to our hotel. So, I recommend taking breaks, especially if you have younger children stuff. So, yeah. And I think there is a novelty to, like, getting up early, doing as much as you can before it gets super crowded, leaving, and then coming back late at night. So, you Mm -hmm. avoid those midday crowds with all the kids and all the people. Because, honestly... I've never been a big proponent of like, yeah, let's leave the park or let's do this. That's not a ride. But honestly, leaving the park, resting and going back was really good, especially Mm -hmm. for like your mental well-being, your physical well-being, like especially during the holidays when you're there with a lot of people and that's really overwhelming. Mm -hmm. So definitely take breaks. Don't think, oh, yeah, I don't need to take a break. Just get up early. Do as much as you can. If you have extra magic hours for Hollywood Studios on one day and you don't have them on another day, take advantage of the extra magic hours. They're very helpful. Not a lot of people do them, uh, and you'll definitely get a lot more done during those extra magic hours. So just take advantage of that. Get up early. Do as much as you can, and then go back, rest, and go back at night. That's my sage advice, and it just really (laughs) helps so much. Yeah, And then we went back to Hollywood Studios in the evening – because we had a, we already had a pre-planned fast pass for um, Beauty and the Beast live on stage because I really, really wanted to see that. So Catherine went to go ride Smuggler's Run while Nick and I went to go watch Beauty and the Beast. I loved it. I mean, they shortened it so much, but as a theater kid who loves theater and musicals so much, like I loved it. I loved all the choreography, the live singers. There were only two of them, but they were so good, so beautiful. I loved it. And then we rode Tower of Terror again. I had a lot more fun on this because I wasn't sick. Same on Rock and Roller Coaster. And then after that, we went to Skyliner to Art of Animation. Now, before we talk about Art of Animation, for my own new little segment. Yep. As as owner of the podcast, I initiate new segment time. It's called Megan's Anxiety Corner. Megan, take the floor. Yes. 
So, welcome to Megan's Anxiety Corner. Someone with anxiety talks about anxiety. Now, before I start talking, um, I am not a professional. I, I mean, I don't want to say I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm not a professional. I, yeah, I, I'm not a professional. So, these are just my personal experiences, what worked for me. If you don't know, now I'm telling I do deal with um, some anxiety. So obviously going to the parks, that was something that kind of triggered my anxiety. I personally deal when I have anxiety, um, some panic attacks, um, which have to do with stomach aches, shortage of breath. So there's some like the general stuff I might deal with. So anxiety going into the parks. So basically what I will say is, once again, take those breaks. It will be so good for you just to get away from the people, take a break. You can rest, recuperate yourself, and then kind of feel more confident to go back in. Now, when you're in the parks with all the people, thankfully, I'm very happy about this, that I don't get too bothered by crowds, but it did start to get to me a bit. So I will say, do the backpack trick. Always have someone there with you that you trust, someone you can go to. If you're kind of feeling like, hey, I'm feeling overwhelmed, can we just kind of duck out of the crowds for a bit? For me, that was actually Nick. Let him know, hey, I'm not doing too good. I was doing too good, so we kind of ducked out a bit. I, I think going on the rides, honestly, you know, takes your mind off. I will say the cr- um was a lot worse. I think most of the stomach st- stuff came from, like, my lack of sleep and stuff. Although, when I do get anxious, I do shake a lot. And when that happens, I, um, I drank a bunch of water. I kind of, we took the, if we had to go somewhere, we would take a path that didn't have a lot of people, basically. So, I think that's all I have to say about crowds. With Hollywood Studios, um, we, we sat down on benches a lot. Like, going on the, like, People Mover, that was a great ride to calm down on. So, if you deal with some sort of anxiety, if you don't like crowds, a bunch of people, or that's basically the same thing. But, like, yeah, just always, like, always have a plan B in your head. Like, okay, if this happens, we can just duck out this way. There's plenty of spots to rest in Disney World. Take those breaks. They are so worth it. Um, always drink lots of water. And yeah, I think that is. Is there anything I'm missing? Don't think so. Um, all right. So that was Megan's Anxiety Corner. Now, on to Art of Animation. I mean, we didn't do much at Art of Animation. We just took pictures. That's yeah. it. That's it. <laughs> That's the extent of what we did there. We took pictures. We walked around. And we had a lot of fun. Um, of course, all of it's like Pixar. Except for Little Mermaid and Lion King. So we had a lot of fun like quoting movies and just being random teenagers walking around. I had my Sith tunic on, which was really... Okay, This I don't want to go on a rain or anything, but the Sith tunic is really comfortable. Especially when the temperature is like 65, 70. (laughs) When it's super cool, but it's not super hot and there's a nice little breeze. So it was nice. I I didn't get too cold, but I didn't get super hot either. Mm -hmm. So it was cool to wear the Sith tunic. Yeah, and then my favorite movie is Cars, and they have a car section. So I took a picture, I think, with every single Cars thing there, and I loved it so much. So, yeah, it was really cool. And I know after that, I did some shopping. I, I got a shirt from the resort because I wanted something to remember it by. She bought then we went so to much stuff. I didn't buy that. Okay, the majority of the stuff was stuffed animals, I will admit. I love stuffed animals. That's okay. Yes, it is. And I will say, Disney Springs, it was crowded, but it wasn't horrible, I will say. Like, what do you think? No. 
The crowds at Disney Springs were manageable. They weren't as bad yeah. as they were at the parks, but, like, obviously there's stores and there's other places you can duck in if it gets too crowded. We didn't stay there for an extended period of time because we were tired and... We were very tired. We just wanted to all get back to the hotel and rest and stuff, so we didn't really <laughs> stay there for an extended period of time. We went back on Thursday and spent a short amount of time there again. Um, it's my first time at Splitsville. It yes, really yummy. we ate at Splitsville. Um, I did the Secrets of the Empire, the Void VR experience with my friend, uh, and it was really fun. I would definitely recommend doing it. Uh, I know the VR is, like, it's on its way in, but it's also, like, it's got a foot in the door, and it's also got a foot out the door. Like, it's in and it's out at the same time. It was really cool. Like, it's really immersive, and you, you wholly believe that you're there. And, like, there are platforms where there are edges where it just drops and you're like, oh, well, if I step my foot over there, am I going to drop? So it was really cool to do. Uh, Be prepared to wait, though. We – it took us about an hour and a half to do everything because – so the experience itself is about 15 minutes. But we – my friend and I waited about an hour and 15 minutes just to get in because they can only take in four people at a time and that's every 10 minutes – but they also have to alternate between the Wreck-It Ralph and the Star Wars one. So it took us a long time, but once we did it, it was good and all of that. Um, and then we just hung around Disney Springs and went back. And that's about the extent of what we did on this trip. Yeah. So do you have anything else to add about the trip that we may or may not have forgotten about? Um, I will say, um, if you do stay at the, um, where did we say, the Port Orleans? French Quarter. French Quarter. Um. It's really beautiful. Like it, I have to say, it's a very pretty resort. Um, I like the little courtyards and stuff. You can walk around. We didn't go swimming there. It was but, too cold. It was too and cold. And we didn't have time, but it was too cold. We didn't have time. But yeah, I loved it. Um, rooms are really nice to stay in. Um, obviously, um, we ate there almost every day. So it was pretty helpful. You get beignets. Beignets. So, beignets. <laughs> I can't do it. Um, and yeah, I mean, ultimately, um, I had the most amazing time on the trip. Like, I had so much fun. I would 100% go back if I could, like right now. Unfortunately, I have school tomorrow. But you know, unfortunately, there's a thing called school and something we don't have called money. So that's unfortunate. But you know, when you go, you go and it's fun. Uh, my, my closing statement would be don't ever go to Disney on New Year's. Ever. It's a terrible idea. The only reason we did it was because that was the only time everyone's schedules lined up with being out of school and having free time and the money to do it. So, yeah, just don't go. Go any time of year. Like, if you're going to go, go the first, like, the middle of January. And when I was there with the choir two weeks before this trip, this New Year's trip, it wasn't awful. It was a little warm. But, you know, if you don't mind it being a little warm, the crowds were manageable the lines yeah. weren't awful, and it was just a lot better experience. So if you're going to go, go the first few weeks of December, because everyone's still in school, and then go the last few weeks of January if you want to go within that holiday-esque time frame. But if yeah. you don't have anything to do with that, go any time of the year, except for July. Avoid July. One, because it's like hot as a sauna there, and it's just Florida's literally on fire. Well, not yet, yeah. but... There's one thing I forgot to say. Um, so I know that we did say, um, when we were at Magic Kingdom, we didn't wait a long time for those rides, but that's because we had fast passes and the longest we waited was, um, Pirates of the Caribbean. But I will say the lines there 
were very long. Yes, like the were lines were awful for everything. Yeah. And they that were all horrible. And so that comes with the territory up. of it being New Year's. So Yeah. Again, I can't emphasize this enough. Do not go to Disney during New Year's. It's not a good idea. I would highly advise against it. Um, avoid big holidays. Avoid Fourth of July, Christmas, New Year's. Like, avoid all the super big American holidays. There's plenty of stuff to do with the resorts if you do want to do a Disney holiday. Yeah. Like, if you live in the area. But, like... If you live in the area yeah. or you just want to be on property... You can explore hotels, you can mini golf, you can ride the Skyliner, the monorail, Disney Springs. There's a ton of stuff you can do that's free. And honestly, that stuff, if you're going to go this time of year, like New Year's, do that because none of that is crowded because everybody's in the park. Resorts did have New Year's Eve parties. I don't know what ours did because we were at Magic Kingdom. Yeah. But it was, I think they might have watched the live stream. I think Um, they did. Yeah. And they had a cool party. I'm sure they had beignets and stuff. Yeah. So there's alternatives to do that. But again, for the last time, do not go to Disney on New Year's Eve. It's a bad idea and the worst mistake you'll ever make in your life. So. Well, but uh, that wasn't the worst mistake we've ever made. We had a fun time, but. Yeah, well, yeah, we, we had a fun time, but it it's not a good idea to go during that time of year. With that being said, that's going to be the end of the first podcast of 2020. Now, I do want to say, if you made it all this way, and you actually care about the Ruby podcast that uh, Colin with No Eye and I do, we're coming back early February. We're waiting for Ruby Volume 7 to finish airing before we do like a whole season recap. We're going to talk about the season, do all of that. Season ends February 1st, so after that, we're going to get to work on our Ruby podcast, and then we'll be back with that. I don't know what we're doing after that. I don't know what podcast is coming after that. I'm figuring it out as we go. But I got more videos. I got all kinds of stuff coming. So it's all good. Nothing's dying on the channel. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever, check out the channel, Nick with No K. Podcasts are posted on the channel an hour before they're available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. I know I put that on my Instagram beforehand. But yeah, so if you want to see it an hour early, check the YouTube channel and then it'll be out on Spotify everything else later. Uh, follow me on Instagram and Twitter. Link will be in the description of whatever. I post a lot of stuff there, mainly on Instagram, updates and stuff uh, to when podcasts are coming out, that kind of stuff. So check me out there. Subscribe if you're on YouTube. And with that being said, thank you, Megan with no H, for joining me to talk about our uh, chaotic but fun Disney trip. And I hope to have you on sometime in the future. Yeah. Happy New Year. Yeah. Happy Happy 2020, guys. We made it to a whole new decade. Hopefully we don't slip into the Great Depression again. But you know what? It might happen. So... With that optimistic ending, thank you guys for listening, and I will see all of you in the next podcast. Peace out. Bye.